I had something completely different planned for today's podcast. Um, but I'm nothing if not spontaneous. So today I'm actually going to talk about creating a new health paradigm. And that sounds boring and dry as a topic. So I'm going to have to really spice it up when I market this, this uh, session. But really, it's quite exciting, cutting edge, um, new look at how we can view health because I believe that it's the only way to change what's happening in our society. So I'm going to explain that in this podcast and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so I am re-recording Creating a New Health Paradigm. I just delivered a fantastic... Uh, delivery of this and it wasn't recording oh my goodness I hope I can say I can I hope I can repeat the insights that I had that were just sort of flowing from me okay so creating a new health paradigm our healthcare systems are not that old but boy are they tired an inevitable scenario when something takes exponential strength, time, and energy to make work does not deal with problems but temporary fixes, ultimately becoming broken, ineffective, unsustainable. These systems are failing our families who are increasingly sick in body, mind, and spirit. Coaches like me are hyper aware of this. This fact has become a glaring truth to those of us who have unpacked our current state of health and we know what to do at least most of us some of us do I think I do but how do we get in there into homes systems public spaces how do we get into the collective consciousness of a society seduced by the empty promise of medicalization what can we do to reverse the demise of human health and can it even be done and of course it can. Like, why do you think I'm here <laughs> recording all these podcasts and doing the work I, can, I do? Of course it can. Our human history is made up of change and shifts in collective consciousness. We've had the industrial age, the romantic period, and the renaissance, each with varying practices, traditions, and popular ideas. Clusters of people have always held cultural beliefs and practiced traditions, as do communities, families, whole societies. We are a tribal species, and it is within the tribe we find safety, purpose, and meaning. But our modern tribes are not currently following the track to good health. We are currently unsafe, are losing purpose, and meaning has been shrunk down to Instagram likes, keeping up with the Joneses, or just struggling to keep up at all in our increasingly fast-paced hamster wheel we call modern life. All right, so it is not all bad, right? It's not even bad at all. I mean, if we look at it as a journey, as a learning opportunity. 
and not all that simple or fatalistic or nihilistic, right? And not all people are sheep to the slaughter. But as a herd species, we have to recognize that for the sake of safety, we tend to follow the sheep who seems to have the most clout, strength or visibility or sometimes just confidence. <laughs> the one we see as the leader. And most sheep will follow that leader right off the cliff. But we are not sheep. We are people. And in this time when we are headed towards some very concerning cliffs with regard to not only our health, but the very survival of our species, we are most certainly playing with fire, more so than ever before. In an era where we have the technology to replace real human contact, where we have the weapons that can cause mass destruction at the touch of a button, where we regularly spray, ingest, and pump chemicals into the air and into our bodies, and no one on this earth is exempt from the effect, we are putting our physical and mental health at risk, as well as the earth and the health of every other creature on it. As with any era that has come and gone, ours presents a new challenge. And our current challenge is not insane dictators, like in the Second World War, actually, maybe it is, or the belief in quackery, like in early modern medicine, and again, maybe it is, or drinking out of lead pipes, the fall of the Roman Empire, right? Maybe it is, that is leading to the decline in our collective mental and physical health. Okay, so what I'm going to say it is, is the media and big business that are leading us toward those very sharp cliffs. We are not living under communism in our country anyway, in North America, um, or dictatorships or an extreme religious right. So our problems lie with our inability to critically think. An inability to critically think that leads actually to all these things that I had previously mentioned, I just mentioned. So like lobsters in a pot, we can get pretty comfortable and never really realize that we've been cooked. These entities are not physically forcing us into action, but convincing us to do so of our own quote-unquote free will, which is based on biased information that is not designed for the better good. Telecommunications, big pharma, and big farming control much of what we consume, both in mind and body ultimately shaping and molding how we view our health. They tell us we have power or that we are powerless. They can tell us to care or not to care. They can tell us to trust others more than ourselves. It's concerning to say the least to be living in a world where Ronald McDonald holds more clout than grandma and grandpa and their garden where advertisers convince parents that their products will make life so much easier, where company brochures are making health decisions regarding our children. These entities are adjusting and coloring the perspective and even worldviews of the masses. As I said in my piece called 30 Reasons to Avoid Junk Food Like the Plague, Ronald McDonald doesn't give a damn about our kids. The addictive combination of salt, sugar, and fat is swiftly leading to a population of fat, sick, and nearly dead people. And chemicals are polluting everyone on the planet with repercussions for which we have only begun to see the effects. I've been in the coaching profession for long enough to see what makes for success. 
I can have a 30-minute conversation with the client and know if any changes will happen fast or if it will take a while for them to improve, if at all. I've seen miraculous recoveries and some of them lifelong, but have also seen relapse and death. And through all of this, I have learned one thing. For one thing to change, everything must change. People can get better, feel better on protocols and lifestyle changes, but if they do not have a fundamental shift in how they see health, they cannot enjoy a lasting elevation of it. It takes a full embrace of a new way of seeking out and living that will make them healthier in body, mind, and spirit to achieve absolute recovery. So as a coach, my ultimate goal is not to alleviate symptoms. I don't want to take that away from you. I I think that's part of the journey, actually, and I think that's up to you. That is only part of it and only the beginning, and we aim for something more. I want more for you than uh, to alleviate symptoms. I want you to get to the cause. It is not enough to give people a nutraceutical, an exercise routine, or advice to look for mold in their showers. Of course, we do these very important things, but without changing how they see their role or our role in our own health and to question what we are being fed by a consumerist, profit-focused, disempowered, fear-based pop culture of belief, we are constantly pushing water uphill. We must be awakened and empowered. Otherwise, we are also simply providing band-aids and codependent relationships. My goal as a holistic health coach is to help people to make shift happen. To not only do things differently, but to see differently as well. This is what will make our health journeys an evolution and the successes we have sustainable and long-standing. So how do we actually do that? We have to change our health paradigm, our belief systems that we were actually born into, this idea that there is a pill for everything that ails us because there's no, there is no pill. There's only an experience, a journey, and taking our own health into our own hands. So someone in my position, and maybe in yours, leading your family into health, we guide gently but powerfully. We need to be a strong voice because we're speaking at the same time as some very loud and powerful voices. And if any, any of you who have teenagers will know that very thing, that those voices can be louder than their own parents. We do this by understanding what is, having patience, seeing change one moment, one person at a time. And we move from convincing to showing. We shine lights and plant seeds. We light fires. And not only, not everyone needs to be a thought leader. Not me, not you, not your family, your clients, your pu- the public in general. They just need to think and for us to be those leaders, for the people who take up the torch. And they lead by their own example. They take their own responsibility for their own health. And when we all do that, everybody rises up. Everybody's elevated. When we take care of our own selves, our own hearts, our own bodies, when we make the decisions that will lead to health, when we say no to all of the negative things that come into our spaces and yes to all the things that are positive in our lives, 
that will lead us from in that hero's journey from awakening to transformation. When we do that for ourselves and encourage our own families, that makes a huge ripple because everyone's taken care of. Everyone healed. We can infiltrate. Do we infiltrate the old systems? Do we undo the old systems? Do we burn them down and build new ones? And I really think that actually this is kind of like an undoing. It's a, a building a new system that I'm talking about here. We can work from within and we need to do that as well. We make, if we're policy makers, we make better policies. If we are working on the ground floor as nurses and doctors, we do different things. We encourage a more holistic approach. We open people up to a world of things that might not be our specialty, but might be right for them. We work together. We move away from making our human health the natural process of life into something that is a medical emergency. We understand that we have an innate ability to heal. And we have an exponential number of tools and methods and uh, perspectives to help us do that. So do we rock the boat? Do we plug the leaks? Or do we ba abandon ship? And I would say all of those things in different combinations depending on the situation. I rock the boat a lot. I plug a lot of leaks. And I also sometimes need to abandon the ship. So a friend of mine, James Maskell, he says to abandon old systems and that to create new ones. That's what we need to do. And again, create this new health paradigm. And like I said, I tend to agree. And then what are those platforms and vehicles by which we make those changes? Like, How do we actually change something as huge as a collective consciousness? Right? It's not about a new dogma to brainwash people into believing in, right? It is about revealing the truth about our power, about our ability to transform, uh, transition, transcend. Three T's. <laughs> Just made that up. Okay. Um, so, how do we do that? How do we, we need to spread the word, the, the good um, information. And so the first thing we do is really in how we live ourselves. We exhibit the change. We be it. And like I was saying a few minutes ago, we do that within ourselves and within our communities and um, our families. And again, when we do that in those smaller spaces, others see and our example, they want what we've got. You know, you see someone who's just glowing and centered and vibrant and healthy and, you know, able to move their bodies and do the things they want to do and they're creative and they're purposeful. You want some of that. <laughs> so be the change, Gandhi would say or would have said. Um, 
professionally speaking, I do one-on-one coaching. And I lead group workshops and lectures and classes and I do speaking engagements. And we can also, if those are your talents, you use those in, um, in the ways that we're talking about, in really speaking your truth about this whole situation. Um, we can write books and make videos and podcasts like this one and write articles and get on the radio and television and film and newsletters and blogs and all those different venues of avenues of connection and of communication. We can use those for the better good, truly, right? Some things are being touted for the better good and, and they really aren't. Um, they might be better for making money or for controlling a, a, a population of people, but they're not for the better good. We can do that. Social media has been uh, a blessing and a curse and all of the other forms of globalized media where we know what we can connect and see something happening across the world that we could never have seen in you know days gone by. Before this modern age, we had no way of doing that. Now we are constantly connected and again, it's a blessing and a curse. And it's a curse in that there's so much coming at us and so much misinformation can be spread at warp speed um, where we can feel the angst and the trauma of someone living that we didn't even know, like halfway across the world. We can have a collective sense of anxiety, of depression, of um, dis-ease, right? And that can be very concerning. But on the other hand, we can have like this globalization and this ability to communicate so quickly and efficiently with each other. And um, we can become friends with people halfway across the world. We can connect with like-minded people that we may not have found in our own communities. We can um, find innovation and break old patterns because we see other ways of living that we hadn't considered before. We can um, become enlightened. We can be excited and inspired into innovation and action by seeing the cultures of others, by understanding that our existence isn't the only thing that exists, that isn't the only way to be, that there are many. And we can decide what that's going to be for us. So it can be a blessing at the same time. So with social media, um, instead of succumbing to the negative aspects of social media that can lead us to feelings of dis, or um, hmm, what's the word, lack of worth, of lack of value, of you know, looking to others for approval, of um, discontent, of fighting, of, of criticism and judgment, and um, emptiness, actually alone in the crowd, still alone, actually maybe even more so, of appearances and falsity. <laughs> we can actually turn it 
around and to be being an expression of authenticity, of spreading love and inspiration, and again, innovation, and sharing of ourselves, of connecting in deeper levels with a lot of people, <laughs> or a few people, whatever you want. So we do have a tool that can change a consciousness. And again, when I say change a consciousness, I don't want to brainwash anybody into believing what I believe. I want people to understand that they have the power over their own health and wellness and that there are no limitations except for the ones we place upon ourselves and that we have the privilege, the ability, and the responsibility to take up that torch in our own health. And that healing, to be able to heal, there is no pill. And when you come to that realization, you actually embrace the fact that that's true. And I don't want a pill anymore. I want the experience. I want to live my life. I want to know why I'm having that ache and pain. And I want to follow that rabbit hole to the very source and see what it is. I'm going to shine that flashlight in that dirty old corner and clean it up. <laughs> so this is my take on a new health paradigm. And you might be thinking, wow, that's nice, Carla, that's very romantic. But it is actually tangible, true, and transformative when you embrace the knowledge, our innate wisdom we reconnect to that innate wisdom, reconnect to our natural state of humanity, of being human and alive and this miracle we call a person, right? When we can reconnect to that, when we cultivate or, or remember our wisdom, then we can never lose that again, as long as we never fall asleep again, as long as we never forget. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at hff underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health 
or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.